SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. Let's tax sensibly and give SMMEs a break to recover. That's the conversation I'm about to engage with Ms. Fatsani Banda, economist and excise specialist at SAB. Two years ago, the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, caused havoc. That countries that, that continues, I beg your pardon, to be widely felt amongst many industries and especially including the beer value chain. We all know about accessing certain beverages between Mondays and Thursdays, sometimes not at all. SABC, SAB is of the view that there must be a deliberate intention by government to resuscitate the economy through providing a tax relief for small and medium brewers. Last week, the Minister of Finance went live asking the public to give him tips on what to prioritise for the budget. And SAB's main tip is to call for a tax break for smaller businesses to allow them to recover from the COVID-19 impact. Well then, Ms. Banda is on the line to tell us more about this. Fatsani, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Sandeza. Good evening to yourself and your listeners. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this sounds like good news for those people so way inclined to use your products. But generally speaking as well, for those who are reliant from an employment perspective or who are sons or spouses of those in the SMME sector, this would certainly sound like music to the ears. What's the devil or the detail that we don't quite yet understand about what I've said and how do you wish to have it understood generally as the proposal from SAB? I think uh, sometimes what happens with uh, the conversation around the budget and taxes in particular, it can become quite technical. And a lot of people aren't familiar with excise taxes particularly because people don't take the time to understand the beer value chain and the beer industry. And excise taxes forms one of the biggest costs, manufacturing costs, um, input costs actually, to producing beer. And we're saying in a conditions, in a macroeconomy where recovery is a big storyline, let's try and provide the economic and tax relief that small micro and medium brewers haven't got since the, the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you know, the government in, intervention globally, not only in South Africa, is important. And we're saying if we're going to continue to think about recovery as a key part of getting us back to anything pre-pandemic levels, then we need to make sure that we continue to add and not isolate the beer industry. And that includes putting tax relief on the table. Um, and this is not just, uh, you know, um, at a business level, as you said, it's a very personal level. So we saw 30% of our small, medium, and micro brewers leave the industry, and it has multiply effects. It, it affects people's households. It affects how people view income and, and how they're able to provide for their families. And there's a very specific human aspect to how small businesses work, to how small businesses operate, and how they feed their families. And tax relief can be such a powerful way of giving them a fair chance at recovery and contributing to this recovery story the government has on the table. To the extent I'm sitting in the government seat and I'm engaging this proposal as it is presented for particularly small and medium brewers, there are many other industries to which excise tax applies. I mean, think of cosmetics, electronic equipment, tobacco products, even petroleum. Why would then the government look to 
have this excise duty rebated or sort of zero rated for the alcohol industry over the other industries? What is the major selling point here through the alcohol industry? The major selling point for uh, the beer value chain in particular is, and and we don't see this in other industries, is huge and we pride ourselves in the huge job multipliers that our value chain creates. Um, We have 250,000 livelihoods in our value chain. We have a a large amount of our story as an employment story, the job creation story. It's very distinct to the beer value chain. And we really take it seriously. We really take job retention seriously. It's been hard in the pandemic to, to keep people online, to keep people in jobs. And we are, you know, almost three years into uh, a pandemic that still remains quite uncertain. We've said uh, this is not just a story about uh, getting tax relief, but it's actually seeing the multiply effect that a tax break has on getting us to a point where we contribute substantially. And one of our big holding points for that is the huge, the five or six times multiple jobs that we can create from having a restoration of our small, medium, and microbrewers to participating in the economy. So, I mean, our biggest selling point amongst all those that do pay excise is the very large multiplier, job multipliers we have, the very large uh, capital multipliers we have, and we pride ourselves in being able to hold that, and we haven't been doing great over the last few years, and we'd like to get back to doing that as part of the character nature mm. of the beer value chain. Would the proposal be any different from yourselves if the government made a commitment to say we will not have these level lockdown regulations as they have been in the last two years that are of the effect that people cannot buy your products, say, if they say this is not going to happen again, whatever has been, what has been the cause of um, the losses, if you like, would would your position change or would you still insist on the excise duty to be zero rated or lessened to the extent that you want it? I think there's two things happening. So, I mean, we, we don't consider the, the current, in an economic business cycle, we don't consider pandemics or, or crisis uh, part of the, the normal activity of mm. business. Um, so it, it's very unique in its nature in that it calls for the government to sort of intervene in the market in a different way. So if the government were to say we won't do trade restrictions, that doesn't necessarily say to the 30% or the 150,000 uh, jobs lost due to um, um, the pandemic itself come back into the market and how to come back into the market. They almost need a certain push or a direction. And we've seen this um, with uh, some of the economic and tax relief that has come up with the special appropriations budget that the National Treasury has put on the table over the last two years. So we're saying that something specific, you know, needs to be in place to help to resuscitate the economy. Mm. And that's different from the pandemic is to say, uh, as we see the world say, okay, the wheels are turning in a less infrequent way, in a less infrequent way, what can the government do that's significant enough to give the right push in the right direction? Tax relief has been part of that story, mm-hmm. but our industry, our small and medium and microbrewers have been excluded from uh, the sort of tax relief and economic plans that have been put on the table. And we're saying it's not, it, it shouldn't be that way. We contribute in a very significant way, and we should be included in that conversation if it's going to happen. 
Okay, um, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm just putting scenarios out there which invo- invariably would be scenarios that um, Enoch Godongwana has to deal with. I know what you guys want. You want excise duty at a minimum, and I'm, I hope I'm understanding you correctly, to remain at the current levels at which it is at, a worst-case scenario. But in an ideal world, you want these tax breaks so that you can release the value chain in the downstream for all these people who are adding and contributing to the economy to be a little more relaxed. If, if, if government were, were, were to ask, well, what has the conglomerate that SAB Miller is put down in the immediate to try and support those very people in its value chain and the small and medium brewers, what what would the response from SAB Miller on present facts be? Um, okay, so just to just a little bit of a correction, we are asking for at inflation or below inflation I adjustment see. in I excise. See. Very well, just, thank you for that. Just so that uh, everyone knows, but that but that's in line with uh, the excise tax policy that exists. So the twenty fourteen mm-hmm. framework allows and it's written as a guideline that the treasury given at inflation or below inflation yes. adjustment but that's to their discretion of course so if government were to come to us and say look sab um what are you what are you doing to help your own value chain i mean um sab is uh, compared to government and and we're not trying to say that um sab as a corporation should not support its businesses of course uh we we do our own we have our own needs of reducing costs um, on our own suppliers, but we can't do anything, for instance, so I'm going to say, um, what happens when uh, our, our main players, our small and medium and microbrewers, aren't able to trade for 160 days? How do we then sustain their running costs? That's too big of a question to ask uh, SAB to participate in. Um, when, when the government would, for instance, if we say to the government office, what are we doing on our part? Um, to answer policy questions, I believe SAB has taken a position that government does a good job at managing the public policy space and public policy questions. So when it comes to tax relief, um, economic relief, um, we don't try and sort of take the, the role of the government. Um, and, and I mean, that's the government's prerogative. And as much as excise tax is, uh, the idea would be to continue to allow government to do what it does best. And um, and as much as a corporation can sort of release, here's the my question, Miss um, Banda. It's it, it's not what you are responding to. My question is, to um, the extent that those who are micro and smaller brewers, as the case may be, are affected by the yes. currency, what is it, if any, in the value chain that supports or feeds whichever adjective you wish to use? Yeah. That contributes to SAB being what SAB is. What can SAB demonstrate as this is what we have tried to do to the extent that we have that social obligation, if it's a social obligation, or corporate obligation, because this also helps our profits. What have you done for those who are your farmers, for those who are your distributors, for those who are at retail level, for those who've got credit and related facilities, which can't obviously be paid out or in, in, in 30 days or usually are paid out in 90 days are now going to be expedited to 30 days. What is it that can be said by SAB itself as this, to the extent that this is our obligation or what we can do outside it being an obligation? This is what we've done. Can you right. now, government, meet us on this because it is going to, in furtherance of that, release us to the 
extend that as this document that I have before me indicates it will from a policy perspective. Yeah, um, to that, I think my point was to say we're not bigger than our value chain. Um, and the, this ideal conception that we can save our value chain on our own is a bit facetious. Um, so I think you've heard the, the National Liquor Traders Association come out on their own to, to view their, to put on the table their own ideas about what their expectations are on the budget. Um, much of their points were aligned with but never in any way have they said SAB has done A, B, C, D, E. And this is, and this is kind of the conception of what people um, don't get about how a value chain operates. Sure. Value chains have very distinct means and ways in which they operate, of which are complementary to each other. So instead of viewing us as uh, the savior of the value chain, we are part of the value chain, and we support the parts of the value chain that have been working the weakest. I think that's the the conception that is missing. So when you say how much have we helped the, the logistics of our wholesalers or the farmers, I think the idea is, is almost to say that we are bigger than the value chain or we are exogenous to it versus us being part of the value chain and aligning with every part that has suffered through the pandemic and saying let's take a position on those that do have the power to influence the value chain which is the government, and using their intervention to provide both economic and tax relief to the whole country. And that is the power of the government to acknowledge it in its full extent mm, mm, mm. and to say we haven't seen our 30% be given the right amount of economic tax relief. And that just shows, you know, the complementary desire to see a return back to pre-pandemic levels. And Certainly. I mean, this, this, yeah, it's, it's nothing to do with necessarily um, trying to supersede that power um, as a conglomerate, as a SAB. Well, let's both listen to the president this Thursday and two weeks later, Enoch Godongwana, and let's have a review of this conversation against what a government will be doing in relation to what your plea is in an attempt, of course, to take us back to pre-pandemic levels where people really are making a buck in the proverbial sense. Thank you so much, Ms. Banda. Much appreciated for your time and clarity where I might have failed. Thanks for having me. Economist and excise specialist at SAB, Ms. Fatsani Banda. Let's tax sensibly and give SMMEs a break to recover. That's essentially what they are lobbying government to do. It remains to be seen what Enoch Godongwana will do with excise tax on those luxury goods, including but not limited to high-volume daily consumable products. Alcohol in this country certainly ranking highest, if not very high. 2133, hashtag Health on Monday.